Hey, this is Mike, the fantasy hitman, right from the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. And you're listening to Glittergate, the podcast. Embrace the sparkle. Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. For your listening pleasure, here's your host, Murphy Rule. Today is Tuesday, October 26th, and this is your Week 7 Recap from Glittergate, the league. What? Whoop, whoop, whoop. We begin with Corey matching up with Post. Post gets Swifty and rides DeAndre and his 24 points straight to Brown Town as AJ explodes for 23 fantasy points against the Chiefs D. Daniel Postseason, 146, Dak and Yellow, 105. Next, we move to Mike T matching up against Trey, where Patrick, my apartments, managed a disappointing 8-point performance and got the shit rocked out of him late in the game. Trey, for some reason, started the goddamn Jets on defense, and they just sucked. Meanwhile, I have never seen a more pathetic running back tandem, as Tweezy got negative points from his two running backs combined, but still manages to hand Trey his first L on the season. Tweezy BBC times 2, 110. I'm feeling my homes, 78. Next, we have Mitch matching up with Zach, where Dadu gets solid performances from all three of his Cardinal pass catchers, but it's still not enough as Mitch rides his Toyota Camara to an easy victory. The trade replacements, 133, a brown Mini Cooper car, 106. Next, we have Chad matching up with Birch. Birch was stuck playing Where's Waller early Sunday morning before he was finally ruled out, but by the end of the week, it became clear that Chad had given Birch a Stafford infection. A bit more chubby, 130, when Yeti's attack, 108. Next, we have Murphy matching up with Dehan, and Sam Darnett put up a pathetic two-point performance and got benched in the second half, yet this is still less embarrassing than Dehan's performances from both of his running backs. Murphy's football team, 85, the never-ending disappointments, 66. And finally, our matchup of the week. I'm going to refer to this one as the Lethal Weapon Bowl because Brandon reminds me of Mel Gibson and Tank is a dead ringer for Danny Glover. Any hoodles, Cooper goes cup cupping away, getting 30 plus points for Tank, but Tank still has to suffer and watch Brandon ride Mocox straight down the alley towards a victory. But fucking baby hand, 135, ch changes 133. Welcome in and welcome back to Glittergate, the podcast. We return after a brief one-week hiatus, but we are right in the middle of a great week seven, and what a shit show with all the buys, and it has shown in recent weeks with some close matchups and lower point totals. But we did have some great matchups this week. Brandon and Tank getting the matchup of the week. Just so close, came down to the last second on Sunday before Brandon just barely squeaked it out. Um, and then we also just had some p really pathetic low scores, both my matchup with Dehan. Um, Dehan has had some really bad matchups and really bad scores, bogged down by injuries the last few weeks. Um, but even myself, Sam Darnold threw up a shit show of two points, and it, it's just been bad. Um, but And Trey, for himself, uh, he's been in first place the entire season, but he threw up, I think, a 79-point game this week against Mike T, losing that matchup. So it's, it's been interesting this week. We definitely have, have a lot to cover. Um, we're going to go ahead, and, and we'll start straight into trades. 
We've had some trades take place the last few weeks, so I'm, I'm going to start with the big one where Dehan uh, traded Meek Heiler um, and some bench pieces for Tim Patrick, Kenyon Drake, and Sam Darnold. Uh, this is a big one for me. The general consensus in the group chat was um, immediately following the trade was that this is a big win in my favor. Um, although with Gruden, Gruden leaving, um, Kenyon Drake has had some solid games the last back-to-back weeks. Um, could be a really good running back piece moving forward for him. And Sam Darnold was playing really well at the beginning of the season, but he's he's since just fallen off the train tracks. Um, but getting Kyler for me really is, is a good piece, um, and I'm happy to see that they'd actually have someone to throw the football because um, my quarterbacks have been absolutely really rough. Uh, we did have another trade come through last week. Uh, Chad and Post made a trade with Chad getting Miles Gaskin and Amon Rossat St. Brown. I know I butchered that name, but fuck it. Uh, Jalen, uh, he got he traded up Jalen Waddle and Devontae Booker, um, and that's really good for Chad because I'm pretty sure he he just picked up uh, Devontae Booker just the other week, so it's a really good flip for Chad, uh, scooping someone off the waiver wire and then immediately getting some value for it. And we're not done on the trade segments because we had a couple others go through just, just before the podcast is actually released today. Uh, we had Birch trading, uh, getting, I'm sorry, getting Keenan Allen and Robert Tanyan um, from Mitch in exchange for Michael Carter and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so Keenan Allen is just going around like a neighborhood whore these days because I think he's jumped to three teams. He started with me and then went to Mitch and now goes straight to Birch. Um, so Birch does get a good receiver in exchange. Um, does have to give up the Jets' backfield, which could be a good or bad thing. Emmanuel Sanders has also played really well this year. Um, Robert Tunyon could be having a coming-out party definitely this week with Green Bay, really having a COVID outbreak and, and no pass catchers, so it could be a big Tunyon week. Um, and then we also had another trade go through as well where Zach went ahead and acquired Mike Davis um, for Chad in exchange for A.J. Green. So Chad gets A.J. Green. Um, A.J. Green also going around like a neighborhood whore um, in exchange for Mike Davis. So just an interesting trade. Mike Davis really hasn't had much value, so Chad going ahead and sending that off because we all know Cordell Patterson has just been having a ridiculous season, and Mike Davis has just been looking like complete dog shit. Um, so not, not to dog Zach so much, but he's been making some questionable trades this year. But on the other hand, I can't talk too much shit because he is still beating me and has a better record than me on the season. And that'll about cover it for trades. We'll go ahead and move into the waiver report. Um, we'll cover two weeks. Uh, Birch went ahead, most recently used a waiver claim this past Friday, just before week seven slate began, um, adding LaVisca Chenault, dropping David Johnson. I, I don't know how the fuck LaVisca Chenault was on the waiver wire. Personally, I'm really upset that I missed this. Chenault broke out a few weeks ago and has put up a, a few solid performances this season. Uh, it's a good ad for Birch, especially uh, right, right after the bye week. Uh, Brandon went ahead and also used his first priority waiver claim to add Browns running back Dearness Johnson. Certainly paid off. Uh, he had a great running back performance. It was a great week uh, stepping in for both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt while he was out, and it could have a con- continued value while Kareem Hunt's out in the next few weeks. So it's, it's a good add for Brando. Um, Birch also you know, used another one of his pr- waiver priorities earlier in the week to add smooches. That's J.D. McKissick running back for the Redskins. We had some defenses and kickers get swapped out uh, for both Chad and Zach, so they dropped to the bottom on the waiver priority. Um, week six waiver highlights included uh, Mike getting Taylor Henneke, uh, Chad getting Devontae Booker from the Giants, referenced that earlier, um, and he immediately swapped that to post. Uh, and then Corey also had a rare move, went ahead and, and added Marlon Mack off the waiver wire. Uh, that about covers it for waiver ads the last few weeks. I'm going to go ahead and move over to team name changes. We did have a few of those recently. Uh, we had Daniel Post change his name to Daniel Post Season. Uh, I think he's trying to speak that into existence. We'll see how that fares for him the rest of the season, but it's a nice pun. I'm always I'm always a fan of puns, so nice job, Posty. Uh, this happened a few weeks ago, but I don't think I reported it. Mike went ahead and updated his twe- his team name to Tweezy BBC Times 2 to reflect his Booty Bowl win from the other week against Brandon. 
Finally, actually not finally, we had a couple others. Mitch updated his team name to the trade replacements. Ole, 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 ole. Hey, cheers, babes. So, nice job, Mitch. Uh, Dehan uh, also went ahead and updated his team name to just a, a very active name, very accurate, out-of-the-ballpark name. The never-ending disappointments will be his name moving forward. And that about covers it for team name changes. So, uh, nice job, everybody. Nice puns. Keep them coming. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and move into a quick standings update. Trey actually brought up a, an interesting feature in the group chat earlier this week, uh, a playoff percentage that's calculated on the ESPN app. I don't really have any idea how accurate it is, and honestly, I don't think it's accurate at all. But I'll go ahead and, and break down just the, the quick standings and see where everybody stands, uh, and then also touch on some points for us just to make myself feel a little bit better since I'm way at the bottom, but probably somewhere in the middle, and at least in points forced. Um, so in first place, uh, we've got Trey, a.k.a. I'm feeling my homes. He's coming in at 6-1. and one. His playoff percentage is looking at a solid 99%. Um, usually it's pretty solid. If, if you hit six wins, you're probably going to make the playoffs. But I've seen some crazy shit happen, especially with an extra week this year. You don't know. It's definitely not penciled in. So keep keep trying, Trey, or, or, or fuck it up, honestly. I'd, I'd love to see a face plant. It would be interesting to me. Um, next, we've got second place. We've got a tie, two-way tie between uh, Tweezy, a.k.a. Tweezy BBC times two, and Post, a.k.a. Daniel Postseason. Uh, both, rec- both teams are coming in at five and two. Records, uh, both actually, no surprisingly, Mike T has a 99 percentage uh, playoff percentage chance as well, whereas Post only has a 91%. So, again, same record. Don't know why it's different, but who gives a shit? Um, And tied for fourth, uh, we've got actually a multi team tie. We've got Chad, aka a bit more chubby. We've got Brandon, aka butt fucking baby hands. And we've got Tank, aka chut chut changes. And then also we've got Zach, a.k.a. a brown Mini Cooper car. Um, all of these teams are coming in at 4-3, and three, varying playoff percentage chances. Uh, Chad has a 66% playoff chance. Brandon has an 88% playoff chance. Tank, 87. And Zach, 53. Uh, despite all having the same records, varying percentages. Um, and then also uh, we've got in 8th place, we've got a, a tie right there as well. We've got... Birch, aka When Yeti's Attack, with a record of three and four, um, and then also we've got Mitch, aka the Trade Replacements, with a record of three and four. Uh, Birch has a 74% playoff chance. Mitch, 56% playoff chance. And then we're moving down to the lower tiers. Uh, this is also competing for the Sacco. We've got Corey, aka Dak and Yellow, at two and five, and then Murphy's Football Team, aka your podcaster, myself, Murphy, also at two and five. Uh, playoff percentages: Corey is at fifty-seven percent, and I'm at twenty-nine percent. And then last but not least, we have the never-ending disappointments, aka Daniel Hanna, at zero and seven, and. ESPN does not look kindly on his roster or his team. He has a 0% playoff chance, according to ESPN. So purely playing for Sacco Bowl and Pride right there is Dehan, but we'll see how that turns out. And then, like I promised, we're also just going to do a quick touch on points forced and see where everybody stands. I'm just going to go ahead and pull up the rankings on that real quick. And so in first and points forced, we've got... Mike T coming in with 907 points for us, which is an impressive total so far. Seven weeks on the season. We've got Trey coming in second at 891. Chad at third with 888. 
Brandon in fourth with 886. Birch, 877 in fifth. Mitch, 865. We've got Post at 862. That's what you get when you miss the Postman. Tank, 839. Corey at 832. Zach at 803. Who is your dad? Murphy, myself, pathetically, I'm all the way at the bottom, so I can't even be mad at this season so far. 789, and then uh, Dehan, we'll, we'll, we'll just not even say your total and just move on with the conversation. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. And now it's time for your don't move of the week. Don't, 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 don't. I don't quite know what Trey was thinking when he decided to play. The goddamn Jets. It ended up getting him negative 11 points on the week. Even a decent defense could have resulted in a 15-point total swing. Mike T had a pretty low points force this week. This game was easily winnable for, for Trey, but unfortunately it didn't come to it. It wasn't, wasn't meant to be. Um, so congratulations, Trey. This is your dough of the week. Dough! And that's about all I have for you guys this week. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning on in and listening. Uh, one last word of advice. Embrace the sparkle, bitches. I'm out.